0: First service is 9 a.m. to 10.30, followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now, for the best part, let's get into the word. We wanna take this opportunity to welcome those of you that are joining us online here. This is Shiloh. A place where lives and the dreams are built lives are restored praise the name of the Lord lives are transformed they are changed and dreams are built so if this is your first time to fellowship with us feel at the feet of Jesus we are not weird we are people of the spirit and the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty freedom from bondage And ladies and gentlemen, those who have come, who are seated in the congregation, you're welcome. Clap for yourselves in Jesus' name. And those of you that have been praying for Apostle Joyce as well, clap for yourselves. Amen. She's doing well and she's ministering, I believe, today in Seattle. Praise the name of the Lord. And the Lord is good. Seattle, Washington. And we declare that the Lord, if you're watching us, Apostle J.S., we are praying for you every day. We expect less, but we expect more. And we believe that God is working through you, miracle signs and wonders, because you are backed up in prayer. Amen. Let us celebrate the presence of the pastor of the house. Pastor Ruben. We love you. And we honor the grace of God upon your life. Amen. Wonderful people. Well done. You see, it's another thing. Let me say this, church. Something unusual But godly is taking place in this ministry and church. My prayer is, and now these are not words just to, you know, for the sake of saying words. But uh, something is happening with our lives on a daily basis. Every time we've been coming here in prayer. I want you to expose your life to God in prayer things happen a lot in the place of prayer if I was to tell you from for the sixth, this is gonna be tomorrow is gonna be as we start man is gonna be I think our sixth week but if I, I cannot begin to tell one by one of the things that are happening in the lives of people that are coming here in the five weeks that means the service will be centered on what has been happening but I'm trying to tell you when God is shifting I want you to be alert our overnight on Friday was full of people from other places those who came you saw what was here and uh, even during the week, there are more people. There is a young lady uh, that came as far as where the mixed dress was, the one that was under deliverance that you brought the Benson for over there. She came as far as she was saying she used the um, this new Elizabeth line and she was coming from somewhere for R- Essex or somewhere very fast she came for this overnight. And uh, people came from very far to be here. But they were not disappointed. There was a lady that gave a testimony. You know the daughter, the one, the lady that is pregnant. She's been having pain. The pregnant young lady, she's in this church, the sister who, Jacqueline. That pain disappeared as the Most of you who are close to her know that she's been experiencing pain on her hip going down somewhere um, and were suggesting a complication. But as we prayed these prayers, nobody touched her. I was just only giving prayer points and people were praying. And the pain disappeared. And And there has been several pains disappearing from people's lives in here. There is a lady that has been operated on cancer who came. Mama J, one for the tall guy. And she had that excruciating pain. And guess what? When we are in that environment, you know when you place a demand on God, God will speak So when they came, I didn't say anything to them. Me, I was just ministering. But it's until now they have opened up and said, Me, I thought I was just ministering what the Lord was putting in my spirit. Now, this was the testimony that you began to speak. Speak about your heart on Friday. Speak about my son, everything about him. And now the boy is able to sleep. Is able to go out. He was not leaving the house, and he able to come and sit with the mom. He started going out and sitting with the mom, and they talk. But for her, that pain. As I was ministering one time, leading prayer in this Monday to Thursday, then I felt pain on my side all the way and I could tell the Holy Spirit was communicating somebody is in that pain so I began to describe that you are here at the very pain I was feeling in my body because the spirit of the word of knowledge sometimes it will give you pain for somebody in the congregation and you feel exactly that so when you say there's somebody here it's not a guesswork you don't just understand there's somebody here and you guess up things I may feel like my right or left eye is tingling and there's a certain pain. I will explain what I feel. So somebody, you're feeling like this because it comes sudden as it communicates. I say, you're on this right hand side, on this particular place. And as I spoke, she fell and demons began to leave her. And that pain disappeared that day. And anyway, we have had several, several, there was a time here where it was benson, <laughs> the bensin has worked our green benson. people running into it and vomiting others running through the door as we are praying to go to the bathroom and vomit and come back in the midst of prayer so if you don't understand what is happening here don't be left behind i remember one of these days the lord will ministered my wife has constantly been telling me this I'd never experienced, you know, eh, 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 the fire. Some of you saw her stood and she was out of her character. And she started to eh, jump up there. I remember Diana going around her. I think it was Diana. Was it not you, Diana? It was Diana. And then me, I didn't know what's happening. Mia was just <laughs> continuing leading the prayers and observing. Later, she goes and says there's a fire that began from her chest going all the way around her neck says but this fire is not evil it's a beautiful fire you don't want it to stop I don't know how to explain it to you at all I fully understand you know if you've experienced it when somebody's saying it you fully understand my desire is that you will experience this power are you hearing me come and try on the power of the Holy Ghost Remember my first job, second job when I first came to England. There was this guy was had just been, um, you know, when the army had rejected him because they caught him smoking weed. Now, in where he was working in the company, so he was fired from the British Army. So he was a friend of mine, and then where I was working, workmate I should say, not really a friend, and then. I was constantly preaching to everybody at work. Then one time we we're working and he tells me, um, you know, you keep talking about this Jesus here. Yeah? If truly there is God, I want you to show me that there is God. I told him, you want to see? He said, yes. I told him, stand, stand. You lift up your hands and close your eyes. And then he made a joke with me. Don't kiss me. I told him, don't be stupid. So I said, the Holy Ghost, show this man before even I finished the word, the guy was hit by the power of God in, in, in the factory we were working. Boom, on the floor. I ran away because I didn't know how to stop it. So I ran away and went in the other department. And I, was, I said, oh God, I don't want to be fired. Let him stop. Holy Ghost, stop him. Don't. Now I was asking for the Holy Ghost to stop. He so said, the guy gets up, comes looking for me. And he told me, you know what No, i believe it was a white white guy british english guys i believe it yeah and, uh, guess what i've been taking weed all this time yeah trust me the feeling I've had hmm, is better than when i get high on weed." now, now he told me you want to do can you do it again can we got the back you do it again i said are you mad you need you ask me you want to get if god is real then he told me, you know what? Why don't you go on the street? Yeah, like you ask people, anybody wanna feel good? Like, you know, like feel high, you lay hands on them, and then when they feel, you know, they'll feel good, you know what I mean? I said, then he turns around and I tell, and I tell him, Stop talking all these things. You asked me to prove if God was real, he has proved himself. You said you will give your life to Christ. Imagine in that instant, this the, the way the Holy Spirit does, this guy he in that moment he tells me he knew that he had to live certain a life a certain lifestyle to accept Jesus he told me you know what it goes like this you know um, i know i believe the man upstairs is real now these are his words the man upstairs is real but <clears throat> come on man Um, you but for the weed i can leave it because um that thing when you prayed for me, I felt so good when I was high. I, I said you are not high. That was the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but I felt high. And they told me, "But I've got two girlfriends, man. I can't leave them, man. Let him give me some time, yeah. So if I feel like I, I really, like, I'm, I'm fed up with them, yeah, then I know, I know what to do. I give my life to him." but I can't just let this, this little bird that just got yesterday a few weeks ago the girl is calling the bird he's got her a few days ago now you see he knows that if I am to come to Christ and I told him you just come the way you were and with your two birds the Lord will deal with you. don't worry about the two birds you know whatever you come it's your soul he will sort you out so and I told him my story. I had my dreads. I had my ponytail, But you see, and I used to go door to door. When I came to church, I didn't cut it. It's one time I went to preach in Entebbe knocked on somebody's gate. And he opened the gate with me, with my dreads and my sagging pants, with the Bible. The, the man, the fa- it was holiday times. The father of the girls opened. About, he had about five girls in, in, his, in, his, in his compound. And the mother was seated there and a couple of I think housemaids and shamba boys you know. Then he told the man began to laugh. The father the owner of the house was laughing. And I was like was this man opening the gate laughing. I was holding my huge Bible. Partly was Korean. Partly was English. And he said so you guys these days have improvised the ways to come and corn and sweet talk other people's girls. So you felt you could use the Bible to come and to ha- gain access to come, and the chaps my gals. I said, no, I came to preach the gospel. I said, look at your hair. <laughs> the man couldn't believe me. So I kept on experiencing the same things over and over. Until one time, nobody told me. I just read the scripture in 1 Corinthians. It was saying all things are acceptable. All things are permissible. But not all things are constructive. When I read it, I said, mm, okay, it's acceptable, permissible, but not constructive. It's not demonic. It's not a sin that I have my hair. But I'm not penetrating because I want souls. So I just went to the saloon and told the guy, cut off all my hair. Now they were afraid of me because I used to beat people before. So they used to call me China. I said, China, are you sure? I said, I've told you, cut off all the hair so they cut off the hair and I continued my journey so this is to encourage anybody as you come into the presence of the Lord come the way you are of course don't remain the way you come in but that does not stop you to come why? because if you can sort out your own life by yourself then you don't need God So let nothing stop you from accessing the presence of God. Don't don't let the devil tell you, you don't qualify to show up in the house of God or in the presence of God, because it's like somebody telling you, you don't qualify to come to the hospital when you're feeling sick. So what has been happening here, we are coming for surgery. We come into the presence. That's why they call it service. (laughs) coming for what? To be serviced. A service where God is the one servicing us as you take cars, you take your car for MOT for service, isn't it? So we come here messed up, beaten down by the enemy, and yet we have a God who builds us. So that's why when we come to this place, it's a place of building, restoration. So whatever message that is coming from the altar is not to crush you, to you to make you feel awful but I want you to listen with the ear of the spirit and allow the surgeon to cut out whatever is not necessary as he plants into our lives what is necessary somebody say amen I know you live busy lives some of you the distance and um, but God will enable us the last Friday of the month at least it in your diary and you know that that's a day you've given to the Lord you take time of work and we all of us come and pray because what we desire that last Friday of the month we're going to put in more effort from Monday we'll be intentionally preparing in deeper fasting deeper prayer building to that Friday let me say this to you it's not an ordinary ordinary Friday and it's not a phrase to a catch up phrase. I was in week 2 prayer here. As I was praying the Lord told me consecrate a Friday and to call it Holy Ghost solution night where I will be meeting the needs of my children. So that Holy Ghost solution night. That Friday Holy Ghost solution night as people's you were here you saw what was happening in people's lives and that's just the beginning now you can see that as we cultivate and dig the trenches look how the ministration of these young people look how the worship is going look how the move of God so don't become familiarized with the things of God okay So don't get used to it. It's not everywhere. Some of you have traveled churches. It's not everywhere. What you have experienced, what you see, and the presence of God in this place. There are people who have been coming here to see a man of God on the appointment, Apostle um, uh, uh, Solomon, my angel. And as the appointment's coming to see him, and they were busy here praying, you could hear the feedback, When you enter this place, there's a presence of God in this place. There is, so, but, you know, the people of the house, you may be used to these things. You see, when, when God becomes ordinary, your life becomes ordinary place. And when you allow your relationship with God to become ordinary, you're going to produce ordinary results. You hear me? So, I mean, I encourage you to step up. I'm not here to tell you off, but to encourage you. Try your level best and make time for what God is doing here. Because my desire, the reason we say this, we don't want anybody else to be left behind, okay? Because I sense more people from outside are taking advantage of what is happening here. It's not bad, we are called to the body of Christ. But then it will become burdensome to us who pastor you. When you, when things that would have been broken off your life and you move faster, serve God better, move higher in your life. Then the things are still in your life and then they become a burden. I hope you are encouraged to maximize. I want to talk to you what I said the other Sunday Acts 16 16 I'm speaking to you about if you want a topic for my sermon it's going to be unmasking the spirit of Python unmasking the spirit of Python Can I continue. The spirit of Python Act 16, 16 let us read together. We're going to go through a lot of scriptures to establish what I'm speaking so be ready. You can quickly note them but I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to you. Bible says in Acts chapter 16. Now, can we read together the word? One, two, three, go. Now, it happened as we went to where? To prayer that a certain slave, girl, possessed with a spirit of what? Divination met us. Who brought her master's match profit by fortune Acts verse 17 says, This girl followed Paul and asked and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. 18 And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to, to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out at that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and they dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities, and they and they did what and they brought them to the magistrates verse 20. And said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. As verse 20. And what did the magistrates do? Verse 21. They, what did they do? They flogged them. And after they had flogged them, the Bible says, and up before that, these are the accusations 21. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us. These are not acceptable teachings. Being Romans to receive or observe, 22, then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely having received such a charge he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks but at midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns to god and the prisoners were listening to him suddenly somebody says suddenly the keeper of the prison awaking from the sleep suddenly there was a great earthquake I hope you are a lot. Suddenly, there was what? A great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chain were. And the keep of the prison, awaking from the sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled away, drew the sword and was about to kill himself. Now, let us dissect the thing in Jesus' name. Amen. So verse 16 is interesting because it tells us that this girl was possessed with the spirit of divination. Divination. Possessed with the spirit of divination on Sunday. So when you hear what I'm saying about the spirit of python and you say, why is he calling it a python spirit? Where is he getting the word a python there? Because that word divination... I want you to make note of these words. That word divination is the Greek word pothone. What? Pothone from which we get the English word python. So the spirit of divination, the spirit of python operates divination. Some of you that have ever gone to shrines, you will notice that all covens and witchcraft is associated with snakes. Or if you know some people that are witches in where you grew up on the village, they have pythons or they are associated with snakes. And, uh, but you will see why this demon of python and how it operates. It's a spirit of divination and witchcraft. Are you hearing me? Whenever you talk about divination and witchcraft you have some of you need to understand because you talk about python you talk about medicine can i start by this to open your eyes so that you'll be more alert let me jump in the middle of something so to awaken you to see how this principality somebody said principality it's a principality because it's a governing power it sits over regions it sits over territories nations and it is a global spirit So, and it can be a territorial spirit. I've ministered in places and churches I've been in, in Africa and over. I remember going to a certain church in Nakuru. And as I stepped into the church, I could see in the eyes of the spirit that next surrounding the ministry. But you will see the characteristics. And as I preach, you will notice and see how it functions. And you will see how it has been operating even in this very church and in other ministries. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But let me say this to you. What the Python spirit controls also the pharmaceutical industry. Did you hear what I said? Pharma what? Pharmaceutical industry. Why? Because that word divination or witchcraft, are you hearing me? when you move to the when the bible talks about now the acts of the flesh are this are obvious in galatians 5 one of the acts of the flesh pay attention is is witchcraft are you hearing me now that let me say this to you to understand the python divination and pharmaceutical do you know i want you to google the symbol of the pharmaceutical industry what is there you see a snake in an arrow please understand that the devil is subtle if he can make something look unsuspicious and unspiritual then he has got you what has got what has an arrow are you understanding and the serpent got to do with the pharmaceutical everything there is what has it got to do with the pharmaceutical industry everything that there is the arrow and the serpent may i say this to you that the word witchcraft google it if you want in uh, the one in greek the word witchcraft from greek is a pharma where you get the word pharmacia in greek or pharmacy the word witchcraft in greek is a pharma that pharmacias is where you get the word pharmaceutical or pharmacy or pharmacy it's not an english word you google as i teach and say what is the origin of the word pharmacy it's gonna take you back and show you it comes from a greek word and you know what it means witchcraft but if the devil can make it look not like witchcraft then he has gotten you you're gonna see every operation in the pharmaceutical industry and how the spirit functions even in the church and why it was part of the five forces controlling covid19 Are you listening? But where this spirit is in operation, there has to be intercession on a deeper level to counter its movements. This demon fears nothing but a prayerful church and a prayerful family and a prayerful believer. Do you hear what I'm saying? So you will understand as I start. It is the spirit of witchcraft Pharmacia, as you're Googling, you're seeing it. The arrow, I will explain the arrow. And why the fa- and the ha- <laughs> Let's start. Now, Galatians 3:1 says, All foolish Galatians. We can even paraphrase it today. Oh foolish what? These ones were Galatians. Now we put it. This is I'm preaching in Shiloh. If I was at the rebuilders, I said all foolish rebuilders. All foolish Shiloh Shilites. You call it Shilites all foolish shylights who has bewitched you that you should obey that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes jesus christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you you will see what i mean somebody say, preach now the ultimate let me start with that because every satanic let us establish this every satanic agenda every satanic attack has a specific purpose just as everything that God does has a, a specific purpose. Let us start with the purpose and the agenda of this spirit. The ultimate goal of the spirit of Python is to crush and destroy the vision, the dreams, the hopes of individuals and of the church. Individual believers and of the church. The assignment the purpose of this spirit is to destroy the vision, the dreams of individuals. The dreams, the visions of individuals and their hopes. That's its assignment. You will see how it functions. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18. For I know, sorry, in Jeremiah 29, 11, The Bible says, for I know the thoughts. God says, I know the plans that I am thinking toward you. Says the Lord, I am thinking of you thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a prosperous or oh, unexpected future." Jeremiah 29:11. Proverbs 29:18, God continues to affirm what He has in store for you. Are you hearing me? If there is anybody who is seated here, I want you to understand this, that God says, "I know the plans and the thoughts, that I am thinking towards you. They are not thoughts of evil, he says. They are thoughts of peace, they are thoughts to give you a prosperous and expected future. I am not God, is not the author of your distractions. God's assignment for you is not for you to be in pain and to be in sorrow. Are you hearing me now? He says in Proverbs 29 18, it says, Where there is no vision, are you hearing me? The people perish this demon knows where there is no vision people what that's why its ultimate goal is to attack the vision of the person the family and the vision of the church because if i can capture the vision of the church the church perishes if i can capture the vision of the man or the house that house will perish are you hearing me so the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the word of the Lord is happy. But he that keeps the law, the word of God is happy. He who maintains the word of God, keeping the word of God is living according to the word. Now, to keep the word is to maintain your spiritual life. Are you hearing me? Now, the Bible says in Romans, of course, I mean, Acts of Apostles two seventeen. And 18 and it shall come to pass in the last days says god i will pour out my spirit on all flesh and i'll pour out my spirit upon your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men they shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaids i'll pour out my spirit in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy now these are the days of the spirit of the living god these are the days of the sons to see visions and daughters to prophesy are you hearing me god said i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Are you hearing me? Now the Bible also goes on to say in Romans 11:29. 29 I am laying a foundation for what I want to talk to you. Are you hearing me? Romans 11:29 says for the gifts and the calling. Somebody say gifts and calling. For the gifts and calling are what? The callings of God are without repentance. In other words are irrevocable or irreversible. When God gifts you He has gifted you. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, Irreversible. Now, let us continue with what I am teaching. Now, I've given you the foundation that God desires for you to be prosperous. God has given you a vision. What God does when he creates an individual is not give them money. He gives them a future wrapped up in a dream or purpose or assignment. Now, this demon knows that and we want to see how it functions now you need to understand as a ladies foundation the evil spirit this spirit of python can crush the hope can crush your hope can crush your vision can crush your dreams why so that you will not when it comes after you like that when it attacks individuals like this they name. They, they then don't have the intensity they need to press on the mark of their high calling of God in Christ. It discourages you. When it attacks an individual, it causes them. When it attacks your dreams, your visions, and your hopes, what happens? It makes you to become indifferent. This evil spirit wants to destroy God's plans and the calling for your life. That's its assignment. Python wants to do, what does it do? When it attacks an individual, its purpose is to rob you of your drive. It is to rob you of your motivation. It is to rob you of your ability to fight and replace it with discouragement and replace your ability to fight and to hope with discouragement hopelessness and apathy or impassiveness you become indifferent you become uninvolved you become unmoved are you hearing me now true to its namesake this evil spirit the spirit of python wraps itself around its victims and suffocates the life out of them. I say to you briefly last Sunday, it's after the breath of life. The breath of life is the life of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Somebody say, I hear you. Now this is true, whether the victim is an individual. Please understand when I say that the spirit of Python wraps around itself its victims to suffocate the life of God out of them. This statement is true to whether you are an individual, to whether you are a ministry, to whether you are a family, to whether you are a church or a business. It wraps around you. Even it is true when it comes to a community and a nation. This spirit can wrap around a nation and bring hopelessness and bring fear. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it it can capture because it comes to steal visions for the future a vision or a dream speaks of the future do you understand that's why it comes to discourage now the spirit of python one of the key characteristics of this spirit it loves to play it loves to play games with its victims how by squeezing them until they are almost dead then releasing its grip are you hearing me it squeezes them. They're almost dead. Then it releases them. It loves playing games. This is true whether... Now, more than that. This demon, when it squeezes you and then releases you a bit. Have you ever been in a state... This, These are its games. Let me break it like this. When you start praying seriously, huh? you begin to experience some relief, eh? But as you pray and pray and pray, then things become more tighter. Are you hearing me? Things begin to be worse. The more you pray, everybody begins to rise against you. Everything seems to be, the finances, that were okay. The, the, your spouse who was okay with you, your, argue, your husband begins to argue with you. You begin to pick up quarrels and fights. Uh, they, but when I was not praying, everything seemed to be okay. Why? Why? It loves to play games with these victims. When you are not praying, the business was rising, was growing. The more you started to be serious on your relationship with God, things begin or began to fall apart. Why? When they were on their way to prayer, it hates people who pray. So this spirit loves playing games. So let me understand what I'm saying how it loves to play with its praise it squeezes you and again time and time again it does that and then releases you sometimes you see today you experience a little breakthrough the next day something things go worse today you are you are you hearing what i'm saying why its ultimate goal as it plays with you is to eventually destroy you this can be seen in the lives of individuals families and the churches today the church is growing and it's on fire and things are going better and then the next minute pew! what is it doing it wants to discourage you are you hearing what i'm saying it wants to for you to begin to doubt your vision for the future and if it can make you to doubt your vision it has got you are you hearing me also it makes people to doubt prayer to doubt what the more i pray so the more i suffer the more i pray the more things become bad when i wasn't praying i wasn't as badly off as i am when i'm praying i think my troubles are coming from prayer it points your troubles to prayer god says prayer is solution python says when you pray you become you become what oppressed you become poor so prayer And that's why this demon constantly speaks. Prayer is for the poor people. And then you know it is talking. Now let me also say this. This is why you see individuals. This is why you see families, businesses, churches and communities. That always seem to be on a roller coaster ride. Up and down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why? Up one moment, down the next. Success and prosperity today, failure and devastation tomorrow. Only to rise up and to fall again. Each time they fall, they sink lower than they were ever before. Each time they fall in their prayer life, they don't pray again the way they used to pray. Every time they fall down, they go back. Look at yourself. If you used before to pray for an hour and your quick prayer, how long do you pray? Your best is 30 minutes. Some of you, your best is 15, and you are taking over the world. In that 15, you give thanks, you praise, you uh, you repent, you pray for the nations, you pray for your pastor, you pray for your family, you you do warfare, you decree and make prophetic declarations, you make affirmations, you petition in the same 15 minutes. Ah, you are so you you are you are you need to teach me how you do that. Some of you. Now, when the spirit of python is working. Now let me tell you something. Even right now as I preach, I declare the presence of the Lord to cover you in Jesus name. I pray that the Holy Spirit will overshadow you in Jesus name. I pray that your mind will be sealed not to lose what I'm saying in Jesus name. That's how it doesn't want to be talked about. Now it can begin to communicate in your mind. Say, you are now tired. You know you're feeling sleepy now. And you're telling yourself, yeah, I'm sleepy really. I'm struggling. Yet, when church is finished, you see yourself. Would, you want, You don't want to leave the place. You talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But now. You can't concentrate for 15 minutes. Mm, Okay, so when the spirit of Python is working, there is no real communication or fellowship. Are you hearing this? There is no real communication or fellowship. There will be isolation in that church. There will be cliques. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There will be isolation. There will be cliques and special interest groups in that church there is no real sharing and rejoicing where it operates but lots of agitation lots of strife lots of contention and a high level of defensiveness then you know it is in operation are you listening People will become, once it's operating in a ministry or in a setting or in a place or a territory or community, people will become fearful, people will become weak and weary. At work we are tired, we are fed up. We are tired. The people become so cynical, where it operates, people become so cynical. What I mean cynical, they become doubtful or hardened. They don't enjoy anything or anyone, including themselves. When it is an operation, you become doubtful, cynical, hardened. You don't enjoy anything. Any good someone, eh, eh. When it is worship, eh, eh anything. You don't enjoy anything. You don't enjoy anyone including yourself you don't enjoy yourself you know you are under the, cap- the you are under the bondage of the spirit you, people become cynical when you become cynical you cannot fulfill your destiny when you become doubtful there is no man who can accomplish his vision when it gets you to doubt it are you listening to what i'm saying It doubts you as a family what you believed before. What put you together is no longer the stronger reason to keep you together. I always say when I speak to couples, if the reason and the purpose that brought you together as couples was never strong enough, that reason is not strong enough to keep you together still. So what the reason brought you together as a ministry? What brought us together from all different walks? If it is not strong enough, I mean the purpose The vision that brought us together. If it is not strong enough to keep us together, we cannot remain together. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, Python seeks to break down God's plans and the purposes of the local church by destroying the divine order of authority. That's what it does, it is always undermining the authority of the church constantly. I mean, causing havoc for those in leadership. That's what he does. Those in leadership are not bad and those in the congregation are not bad, but they are all being played. And they are not spiritually sensitive to discern that all of them are being played. Those in leadership will use the pulpit as a launch pad to attack those in the congregation. And they don't realize that is now, if for me, take for instance, if I am called to pastor, If I stand on here and I use this pulpit as a launch pad to attack you, rather than isolate you in the room and talk to you of your troubles, eh? or of your behaviors that are unbiblical, Hmm? you know what I'm doing? If I attack one person, every one person has people that believe in them and are connected to them. When I attack you, and everybody knows I'm attacking you, those connected to you are going to defect. So what have I done? Uh, It is now using me to destroy my own ministry, my own vision without realizing. So it takes a high level of prayer and intercession to discern this spirit. Because it attacks fellowship because the priesthood anointing operates in our unity. So when it undermines our fellowship, even though we pray together house, husband and wife, mama and children daddy and your daughters and you come to an altar where you've been fighting that prayer you're all, all of you are engaged in making nuisance noise because it has already broken fellowship between mama, daughter, sons and father so you gather on the altar as a dysfunctional, disunited family no fellowship, no power so then it moves you in a cycle and its intention is eventually to destroy you. That's when you discover children that were not on drugs, never alcoholic or drinking, they begin to drink. Why? It We open the door for it. Other people, it will attack them through oppression. Op- and then after through that oppression, that's why I tell people, never judge people because you see them smoke or drink. Because you don't really know, this is just an drinking and smoking is just an effect but there are underlying issues more than what you see on the outside and it takes the critical eye of the spirit to understand the need of a person beyond their behavior most people judge the vices and miss the enemy are you listening to what i'm saying we should understand how this evil prayer operates do you think that this message you needed it You think you needed to see how it operates. It takes a critical. I've been in ministry for 29 years. I have seen. I've begun churches not once. I have seen how it functions. First hand. And I have had encounters or confrontations of it even in visions. I have experienced it in deliverance when I cast it out from people. Somebody turns around a good person and behaves in a certain way. You judge their behavior. You miss the spirit. We will not look at men. We will look beyond men and their mistakes. And arise and capture what is behind them. And as we break it down. Then the will and the purpose and the assignment of God. Will come into full, I mean, fruition in Jesus name. If you believe say amen. Now Python. Like I've said to you, um, there will be no commitment when, when there is undermining of authority of the church constantly, causing havoc for those in leadership. What happens? This spirit is so smart that it does those things so that there will be no commitment to the church or the pastor. Do you see when it happens? There will be no commitment to the church or to what? To the pastor. Now, what happens? It is frustrating. The man of God, and then that's why you found men. You you begin to realize men who are meant to be behind the podiums, the altars. Now where are they? They're in the workplace. You've had Recently there was a pastor of a six hundred. Is it six hundred church in the U.S. We married with three beautiful. Uh, married to his wife and uh, is he four wonderful children three girls and a boy the pastor committed suicide committed suicide and on the outside everything seemed it was going well in that congregation he committed suicide I've been in Kenya I went to pray for a certain bishop who had been admitted in uh, one of the hospitals in Kenya a private hospital and when i went there some members took me to pray for their bishop because of a blood clot as i went to pray for the woman of god there were there was a bishop upstairs and the nurses were making fun of her of him as and above him there were several bishops. And besides the bishop I went to pray was another pastor. The word was allocated for pastors, bishops, evangelists. And the nurses were making fun of the other bishop upstairs because he was in depression and he had lost it. Now the nurses were walking. no, who am I? Sorry, no. He's gone mad. At any bishop, there was apparently he's a bishop but he's gone mad and I was there to pray for this woman of God and another woman of God was there and another man and I admitted and most of them depression why? it wants to frustrate them to come out of ministry when it frustrates a pastor In ministry, he begins to look at you as his enemies because now you are attacking. He sees you. You are the one hindering the vision, not the spirit. And then you, it shows you this guy doesn't understand anything when it comes to do with the assignment of God here. This man, you doubt whether he was called. You doubt whether he's, really I doubt if he was called, why would he now do this? Do you see how it is playing both sides? But it is maturity to arise above a, a, above a certain force. And we all capture it because we are seeing the bigger picture to which we have been called. Are you listening to me? Because there's a community. There are needs. Every time I'm sitting here praying, I see people walk through that door with serious needs. Serious needs. <laughs> and yet you are the people to answer those needs. Prophetically, there was somebody who came here and confirmed about a prophet about this church. Actually, no, he didn't come. He was on video. He was calling me from Seattle, a minister friend of mine. And I put him on video. Then I said, hey, I'm here with the pastor. So then we put on video. So we were talking and he was greeting the pastor. Then he said, uh, let me out of the places. Let me tell you that church is not just a, a, a church for How did he put this? Let me phrase the other words I remember. That place is a center of revival that God wants to use for his own glory. It's beyond what you think you are doing there. Now, when you hear that, a prophecy must be engaged. It's not the first time I've heard that word being spoken over this church. And you, I believe you have heard several times but it's not about a a nice prophetic ah, promise for your future it requires your responsibility you respond you engage in prayer you walk circumspectly you guard the vision by how carefully you speak about your church about each other how you treat each other in relationships you are going and pursuing the vision how do we pursue that vision how we treat each other is our consciousness to the vision